Hi there, welcome to Sporty Under 40. My name is Sam. My name is TJ. And today we're talking um, NFL schedule, some news updates, some other sports and stuff. So make sure you tune in, sit tight, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Hi there, welcome to Sporty Under 40. My name's Sam. Um, this week we were talking NFL. I mean, like, yeah, okay, his name's TJ. I'm just, we're, I'm just saying. I didn't get to introduce myself. Well, I'm just, yeah, my, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll run it back. Here's what we'll do. Rewind. I mean, I mean, the last three episodes, four episodes, this is what we've done. And then now you want to change it and not even give me a heads up about it. TJ, just, TJ, just start the show, man. The show started. We're we're in it. My name's we're Sam. committed. Just go. My name's Sam. <laughs> My name's TJ. Beautiful. That's all I had to do. It's I'm. It, this is all live. I'm not. This is why, a. Why are you saying that's all I had to do? You're this is an, this is an unedited show. For those who do not know, this is an unedited show. If you listen on Spotify, if you watch it on Twitch, this is what you uncut get. and raw. Uncut and raw. You think we have timing to this? No. You think we have scripts? Hell no. You think I even have notes? A little. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Um, we have to have notes. We have to have some notes. Yeah. I mean, we got to be a little prepared. Um, so this week we're talking um, NFL schedule and some fun. Okay. TJ, do you want to start with some fun? You want to start with some fun? Start it off the way we usually do? Do some start trivia? Some yeah. Like always. All right. So... The trivia this week is sponsored by CBS Sports. I saw this and I said, ooh, I like this. You might have already seen it yourself, but I think it's I think it's relevant. So as of Wednesday, the NFL's 2021-2022 schedule got released. Um, Tom Brady has the opportunity to be the fourth quarterback to do this. If he beats the Patriots, he will be the fourth quarterback in history to be all 32 teams. TJ. Your question is, who are the other three quarterbacks to beat all 33 teams? 32. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. What Did I say okay, 33 so all the time? You said 33 like a crackhead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm forgetting about um, that, okay. that extra NFL team, you know? All th- yeah, that's kind of hard. Okay, so – we got to have Peyton Manning's got to be one. Okay. Peyton Manning. Uh, Drew Brees has to be the next, right? Okay. This is the one that's this one. It's kind of crazy to think that Tom Brady, it's so Manning, Brees. Let me look at the no. <laughs> what did he? What did you say? No, I'm not look looking up. anything up. I'm just I'm looking at a list of teams to see if I'm just looking at a list of teams to see if a name pops into my head. The answer is in the chat, so don't look at the chat. For those of you who don't know, um, we are live on Twitch um, at Sam Manwich, and we have the answers in the chat. Chat. So TJ, I'm going to say, don't look at the chat. Just close your eyes. Like. Let the let the spirit. I have, I have it open, but I'm not looking. Let the spirit of the NFL gods just flow through you. 
just that's like it's it's a fun trivia because yeah, absolutely no i love I, I actually love it i didn't think about it until i saw it and i said oh f i had two i had two prepared if you want to i can ask you the second one just to get fun i i, I kind of i wanted to say philip rivers but i'm he doesn't make sense because i don't think he ever got tom brady for one so that means he wouldn't have beaten patriots and i don't think they played the chargers last year i'm pretty sure he got tom brady I don't know if you won know. though. I don't know if you ever got Tom Brady. I'm almost certain he's played Tom Brady. I'm almost certain Philip Rivers has played Tom Brady, but I don't know if he's ever beaten him. No, I, I'm saying like beat him. Oh, okay. I was I'm like, saying, yeah, obviously he like, played him. I was like TJ, like they were both in the NFL for 20 years. I'm sure their paths have crossed. Like, all right. I'm, I'm, can I look at the chat? Yes. So the answers are Peyton Manning. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Peyton Manning, That's obvious. Drew Brees, and Brett Favre. Brett Favre, damn Brett it. Favre, and Brett I think he's played like for eighty-five teams. And he, but he never like he had the Iron Man streak for such a long time. I think Eli Manning broke it, but he had like a hundred. I mean, like he had like four years of playing straight in the NFL. Like he had never missed a game. He, the dude's an animal. Dude's a dude's a freak. Um. Probably so ended up playing for what three teams? Green Bay, Minnesota, and the Jets. Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little upset I missed that. Um, yeah, well, that's that's cool. Um, we're gonna try that's something. A good one. That's yeah, fun. thanks, man. The other question, if we want to have a little bit more fun, just have some fun this episode. The other yeah, question is who is the largest player in NFL history to throw a touchdown pass? I'll give you bonus points if you can say how much they weigh. The largest. The largest. Who is the largest, like, weighs the most NFL player to throw a touchdown pass? I saw this one today, and I thought about mixing it up, but I, I wanted to stick with the theme of NFL schedule. That one's, one's kind of hard. Yeah, I thought it was. Anyway, I'll, I'll just give you the answer. Donatary Poe, weighing in at 396, he threw a touchdown for the Chiefs. This this had to be pre Patrick Mahomes, but after but after think, Andy Reid took over. <laughs> There's that that sweet spot where the NFL was really really interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, you didn't have exactly. a you didn't have a quarterback. You had Don Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're gonna stuff. we're gonna try something new this episode. We TJ and I have been taking some feelers as far as like what to um what to add with the show um so we're going to add a little news section um so there was some pretty big news this week um one is actually a dodgers related um so tj i'm gonna i want to get your perspective on that but first um first we also have basketball back to, basketball playoffs are officially over and the the playoffs are set and the game to talk about is lebron and steph um so that's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm really, really intrigued as to what's going to happen. I think Steph is going to beat LeBron Wednesday night, tomorrow night, but I think LeBron is going to end up making it anyway, because then, so for those who don't know the plan tournament, the way that it works is um, the one through six teams um, don't play until like May 2020, May 20th or something like that. They have a couple of weeks, like two weeks off. 
Um, and then the like seven through 10 are doing like a plan, but the seven and eight and the nine and what is it? How do, seven, eight, nine, ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten are all playing to play in. So the seven and eight teams um, from both divisions are going to play against each other like tomorrow. And then they will, winner will move on into the actual playoffs and play like the other seeds. And then the other, the loser will play the nine or the 10. Um, so it's pretty interesting. So basically you have to lose two games in a row, but both of these games are one and dones. So, well, unless you're the seven or the eight. So the seven and eight has to lose two games in a row. Um, so LeBron has the potential to lose two games in a row. Will that happen? I don't think so. TJ, what do you think? Warriors info. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's it's hard to deny the way Steph's playing right now. I mean, he is without Clay, he is playing out of this world over the moon, um, putting up MVP numbers. Uh, after the injuries, I think the Lakers are, you know, needing to kind of get back and going. So I think I, I this time of year, I think you got to go with a hot hand. I think I think Steph and the Warriors take care of them. But like you said, then uh, the Lakers get to go down and play the nine ten, and I, I don't see them losing that one. So yeah. I think I think the Lakers will get in anyway. But yeah, I think Steph gets him. I mean. That's a Steph's been playing like nuts. I mean, that dude is insane. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited for the basketball playoffs. I'm excited to see something new in basketball. So, um, so forgive us for not fully understanding how it works because it is new as of like this week. Um, they did something last year similar with the bubble and they kind of slapped the two together and here we are. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I was this, actually unaware they were still doing this. I thought that was just the last year because of the bubble COVID. Yeah, no. Kinda, it got it voted in. in. Yeah, it got voted in because yeah. it was so, like, useful, I guess. I don't – I mean, I'm not Adam Silva, so I have – I have no idea. Um, a second big bit of news. I thought this was really big. Um, the Angels released Albert – how do you say his last name? Pujols? Pujols. Pujols. Angels released Albert Pujols and the Dodgers kept him in LA Anaheim area. Um, now TJ, first off, not as a Dodgers fan, but as a baseball fan, what does this mean? Because Albert Pujols is a pretty big name in baseball. He's done a lot for the Angels. He complimented Mike Trout for several years. Um, what, like it's a, I think, I think it's a big deal. So basically what this move, what this move was, um, the report showed that Albert Pujols actually asked for the release. Mm. He went to general's management and asked for the release because um, he was limited to a part-time designated hitter um, bench role kind of. And uh, to be completely honest, you know, I, I, I have this, this thing about the angels is as much talent as they have with Mike Trout and, you know, Anthony Rendon, guys like that, they are just, they're not very good. And I, you know, I really can't understand why. Yeah. So anyway, he was limited to a bench role, asked to be released. I think he wanted to kind of venture out and see what kind of interest he would have for the rest of the year, maybe play for a little more of a contender. Um, I am uh, unconfident whether he contacted the Dodgers or the Dodgers contacted him, but it was the offer that the Dodgers said was, we would love to have you on a limited bench pinch hitter kind of role. 
and um and he ended up taking it and he and he's he's uh embracing the role um and to be completely honest this is just very simple he's 41 years old he yeah. he's at the end of his career this is his chance to uh this is his chance to try and go out with another title he's already yeah. got two maybe get a third you know and like i said it, not just as a dodgers fan but who else the dodgers could use him you know, they just won it last year. They're one of the deeper rosters in baseball. Yes, they're dealing with injuries, but they're still one of the, you know, best, probably the best roster in baseball. That is his opportunity. That's his chance. Um, I'm, I don't see, because uh, there was two other teams involved with him. I don't think that they were much of contenders. So I think the Dodgers were obvi- the obvious one. Yeah. Um, he actually uh, he actually had an RBI single last night. He started. He got a chance to start because, like I said, the Dodgers are so diminished with injuries right now. It's scary. Um, but he actually got a start last night. He's starting tonight again. That will change, though, when some of these guys come back and get back in the lineup. But, you know, as a baseball fan, it's just it's wild to see things kind of change like that. As a Dodger fan, I mean, it's it's so surreal. I was I was talking to my girlfriend about this because she was like, so what's the big deal about this guy? And I said, it, he's not a big deal now. Ten years ago legend and he's going to he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer yeah he is an absolute legend in st louis with the angels like he is you know he he is a great baseball player and all-timer so yes obviously he's not going to be what he was to the dodgers but i mean it's just cool to see a guy like that where i saw him um at the beginning of his career all the way through and then get to don the colors of my favorite team it actually is really cool like yeah. I, I do enjoy it i was kind of excited i thought it was kind of a it was kind of uh shocking, but I really did. I think it's so cool. I love yeah. it. You know, so, whether he stays till the end of the year or he lasts a month or two and then we cut him, it's still going to be kind of cool. Yeah. So as a baseball fan, you think, eh, you know, meh. as a Dodgers fan, you go, this is, this is neat because he's one of your, he's, he's a guy you've seen for a while. And it's, I think the coolest thing about the reason why I love the move so much is, uh, with all the injuries, the Dodgers have had a lot of locker room problems, not issues to where it's the chemistry is bad, just not a lot of energy, not a lot of spark. I think bringing in a veteran, a guy like Albert Pujols, who just wants to yeah. win, I think that's huge. And, you know, he started last night and they won. Yeah. You know, maybe this is the start of something really, the start of a run because we were, oh my God, we were free falling there for a little yeah. bit. Maybe, maybe he's Tom Brady and plays till he's 45, you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> So he's 56. Um, no, it, it actually, it's funny because this is one of the topics that's been lingering in my head. Um, I'd love to do this as an episode, but discussing age in sports um, and bringing in a couple different people and getting their perspectives on when is a prime age or a good age to retire? You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, I mean, I can name countless NFL players that probably stayed in too long and I can name countless NFL players that probably left too early. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm sure you can do the same with baseball and I'm sure we can do the same with basketball and things like that. You know, it's like, it's an interesting perspective because I think there has to be a sweet spot where it's like, this is a good time to leave. Like I thought Philip Rivers was a perfect time for him to leave. You know what I mean? Like get out of there. Um, it's a good time. I thought he probably could have played a couple more years if he wanted to, but it wouldn't have been pretty years. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, and I think a lot of it just has to do with the body, you know? Yeah it's it's the body body telling you that you're done or you know maybe it's just simply things like life 
you know, people, people retire that says I'm, you know, I'm missing my kids growing up and I've done all I needed to do in the sport. So dude, I mean, I'm calling it quits. When Philip Rivers has nine kids, I get it. You got to drop someone off at school. Yeah. I mean, like you got to do, you got to do something. God, nine of them. do you think, do you think you and Tristan will ever have nine kids? No. Cause I mean, the, the one right now is a handful. Can I, can I tell you the scary thing? I'm going to, this stays, this stays on the podcast. This stays public on Twitch. This stay, this stays here. This is, this is between you, me and the world. I genuinely, I I genuinely have a fear that Sid and I are going to have like five to six kids. Well, you can control that, Sam. TJ. We had classes in high school that taught us how to control it. There are things out there taught to control this. Look, I hear you. (laughs) I I see the words coming out of your mouth. I have my closed caption on. I can read it. TJ, I don't know if I can control it. One, two, I don't know if I can control it. Meaning, what if she has like twins? What if she has triplets? I have a fear I'm going to be a head coach, a head basketball coach for my own goddamn kids. It's just all your kids and then like two <laughs> other ones. <laughs> Damn it, Jerry, get on the bench. Like, I don't, so I love you. Kids, if they're so right the day before a basketball game, if one of your kids gets COVID, the whole team's out. <laughs> dude, we're not going to talk about COVID when we have, when we have kids, dude. I have my second <laughs> shot. I'm, I, I'm not even, we're not, this is a COVID free podcast, TJ. COVID free podcast. I'm sorry. We're not not doing this. (laughs) We're a sport. We don't need COVID back. We are a sports podcast. And if if COVID cancels sports again, I'm losing my mind. Um, (laughs) um, Anyway, let's get into tonight's actual episode. Um, So we talked about the NFL schedule. It came out last week. There's some really interesting things to watch. So let's get into the two best games to watch. TJ, do you want to go first? I don't mind. I'll start. I'll start, man. The two best games to watch. This one was kind of tough. Um, You know, like me and Sam were, so me and Sam were talking before, obviously we went live and we started recording. Um, You know, it's tough. Like it really is. It's hard to uh, really narrow down. So I'm going to, so the first game I'm gonna be kind of obvious. I'm gonna go with the Bills and the Chiefs in Week Five. Um, you know, I think that one is a good one because of the shellacking the Chiefs gave the Bills in um, mm. in the AFC Championship game. TJ, and pause so, for me. Define shellacking. What was it? Thirty-seven to nine. Thirty-eight to nine. <laughs> you don't you don't define the words. You say the score. <laughs> like shellacking like an ass kicking god i love you yeah so and um i think the bills did a little bit in this offseason to get back in that the swing of things um you know the drafting of greg rosso to uh get after the quarterback because mahomes had all day and then some to throw in that game uh so i think that one was i think that one's a really good one i can't wait to see that one that's a good that'll be a good game to watch um I'm going to go with uh, this maybe, you know, seem like a little bit of a Homer pick, sort of, not really. because You're going to say the same. You're going to say the same game I am. But I'm going to go ahead and say opening night. 
you know, okay. I, I really am because, you know, assuming obviously nothing goes wrong with preseason uh, for the first time in two seasons because, I, you know, they even started with a lot of bad injuries. The Cowboys will be healthy. Um, then you have the defending Super Bowl champions who reloaded and got better. Um, you know, the Cowboys still have a good old line. They're aging, but they're still good. You know, they still have a lot of offensive weapons to see the new Dan Quinn defense. Um, you know, especially week one. Week one's always really interesting. You don't have a lot of film, don't have a lot of tape. It's just kind of you're getting out there and just getting after it. So I think that's gonna be a really good game. I really do. Um, everybody who obviously hates the Cowboys think the Bucks are gonna walk all over them. I don't really think that's the case. I think it's actually gonna be a pretty good game. Um, if I had to say honorable mention, I go the Rams and Niners week 10. Because I think that's the first Rams Niners matchup. And uh, I think Trey Lance will be playing starting by that point. So I think that would make that game a lot interesting, a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I um, I think you make some good points. I think there was a lot of really key additions this year, but also like key returns, like Dak Prescott coming back and in the Cowboys O-line. I so I so I think you make a really interesting point there with the Bucks. I th- I think it'll be fun. Um I am a Cowboys fan, but I do think the Bucks are going to I think it's going to I think it's going to be a, a higher scoring game, but I think the Bucks are going to like edge it out. Um I think a lot of us is, is just going to come down to Dak's ankle, honestly. Like I don't know how much give it has. I mean, if it's that- that will be a huge question. It really will. Cause I mean, it's, I, it's, so this is my argument. It's not going to be about his ability to play. It's just going to be how long he can play at that ability in 60 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what I revert back to is um, the Cowboys Broncos game when it was like 55 to 49 or whatever. Ooh, um, that was a great game. Great and, game. And see like, I mean, if it, if it ends up being something like that, I mean, I don't think it will. Right. I, I think it's probably going to be in like the thirties, maybe forties. Yeah. Um, but will his ankle slow him down on like the last drive or will, you know what I mean? Like, will that stuff come into a factor? Will he be, health, is he going to be ready? Yeah. I my, my biggest worry is his style of play. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, again, I don't think it's going to be as much as ability. I think it's going to be more on, on like, oh. what will we see? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which that's a valid point too that's very valid yeah yeah i don't know who knows um it'll be it'll be interesting um my two best games so the nfl this year is really interesting because a lot of the divisions bulked up within the division itself um so of course like there's like if we look at like the chiefs division the chiefs chargers are going to ha- always have good games um, I think here moving forward, we're going to see a lot of good games from the Chief Chargers. Um, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of good games from the Bills, Dolphins in the future. I think we're going to see a lot of good games from the Rams and the Niners in the future. Um, Cowboys in Washington, you know, those are all give gimmies to me. Those are all just like, I'm looking at more like interdivisional, like rarity yeah. games that we're going to see. Um, yeah. So my number one is Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. Um, I, that's what week four. Yeah. September 30th. So something like that. Um, yeah, that's going to be, I, it's early enough in the season where there will be film. 
it's like they're kind of they've got the you know the rust off of their gears they're able to move they're able to throw they're used to it i'm not concerned about joe burrow's acl but i will say the same thing about joe burrow that i did dak like how much steam like does this reduce his stamina you know what i mean does his does this if it comes down to a game winning drive will it reduce his stamina um but i think this is going to be a heck of a game i don't think either team has a whole lot of defenses but they have a great like offensive unit to both of them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a long to kind of figure out his footing in the NFL. So I think we'll see him step in very early. I think Joe Burrow is going to be, um, I think he's going to come back. I mean, this was a great national title game and this is a replay of it, you know, Clemson, Clemson LSU and, and Cincinnati um, Jaguars. Now they won't be in the Super Bowl or anything, right? Like, but they won't be in the AFC championship anytime soon, but it's, it, these two kind of have a story to past, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think, I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. My other pick um, for one of the best games, again, interdivisionally, inter whatever you want to call it, cross, cross conference um, is the Cowboys versus Raiders. Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Thanksgiving. It's a holiday Thanksgiving day, but not only that, the Cowboys and Raiders actually have like genuine bad blood against each other. Like when we did the training practice, training camp practices and things like that, a couple of years back, there's always fights. There's always bad blood. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I think there's going to be a lot of like penalties. I think there's going to be a lot of hard hits. I think it's going to be like a really gruesome game to watch. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a holiday, you know what I mean? So I think that that's a really interesting, like, caveat to this um, is how will that actually turn out? You know what I mean? So I don't I don't really know. I don't have a direct answer. I don't have a solution, but I'm excited. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, I didn't, I try not to pick it as like a home pick, but it's going to be, it, I, I think it's going to be bloody and I think it's going to be a good scoring game. You know what I mean? Again, Those games I, are always fun. Those, I mean, just... Yeah. And the Lions play every Thanksgiving yeah. and you tune in and you watch it because you're home. Yeah. You're waiting for the food to be cooked. If you're not cooking and you're drinking and watching well, football. No, absolutely. Cowboys Raiders. That's a great thing. pick for Thanksgiving. Same thing. They, neither team has like a, a great defense. I mean, like they have Max Crosby. We have um, Demarcus Lawrence. They just drafted. Um, God, who did they draft? I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, Alex Leatherwood, Trevor Morig, Morig, yeah, yeah Merrick, see, Tra Trayvon Morig. Um, so it's like there's like you know we got Micah Parsons. It's like it's gonna be fun. It's like I I can't see this game not being fun. You know what I mean? No, I like that. I like that a lot. So that brings us to um, hardest schedule. Uh, TJ, do I mean do you want me to go first on hardest schedule? Whatever you want to do, man. I got a few that we can talk about, but. Yeah, I'll just I'll hop in with I'll hop in with hardest schedule. So hardest schedule is really tough for me with the NFL releases based on because it's based on previous seasons win percentage on on how that team will do against the other teams. So right now, the top five NFL released like hardest schedules are the Steelers, the Ravens, the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings. Those are the top five. Um Steelers went 11 and 0 and then literally sunk off the face of the earth. Um, so you can imagine based on that win percentage, the Ravens would be in the top three, right? 
um, because they're going to play them two times a year. They're going to play an 11 and 0 team two times a year. And it's like, but they're not really a true, like a truly talented team throughout the entire season. Last year, we were always saying, when are the Steelers going to play a difficult team? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I wouldn't say that the Steelers or the Ravens have a difficult schedule, but here is who I will say has the most difficult schedule. My vote is for the Vikings. I think okay. the Vikings actually have the most difficult schedule. So the Vikings, they play, um, they play the Bengals. It's a tough game because Joe we, Burrow. You know what? In week one, that is yeah. a tough game. You're absolutely right. That is a very tough game week one. You have the Cardinals who added some new additions, J.J. Watt. You have the Seahawks, meh, but Russell Wilson is a baller, and it goes back to their playoffs. And let it be known, those first two games Sam just mentioned, uh, Minnesota is actually on the road. They go to Cincinnati and to Arizona. So, yep. yeah. valid point. Um, but then you have the Browns. The Browns have an incredible defense this year, so – Baker Mayfield won't need to put up a whole lot of points, but it's going to be a tough game. Like they're not going to be able to move. Um, then they have the lions. We're kind of all skeptical about the lions and Jared Goff. So I'm giving that like a, but then you have the new age Panthers with Sam Darnold, Terrace Marshall. You know what I mean? Like this is a new team. Um, it'll be interesting. JC Horn. You know what I mean? Like that it's, and it's in Carolina. Um, then you have the Vikings again, Dak Prescott's back. It's a new Cowboys team, tough game. Um, then you have the Ravens, uh, never easy. You can never count Lamar Jackson out. And the defense is always good in Baltimore off a of bye week, like in, Baltimore, yep. Baltimore's coming off their bye. Yeah. Yep. In Baltimore off a of bye week. Then you go, then you go to the chargers and again, the chargers put up a fight against the chiefs. They were going to be a crazy team, team to watch this upcoming season, and we'll get into that. But that's not an easy – like, that's not an easy game. Then you play the Packers because they're in your division. Um, then you play the New Age 49ers, who are a Super Bowl team, with just Trey Lance now. You know what I mean? Like, a great young quarterback. And when they're playing the 49ers, they're in, they're in San Fran. Um, and it's November 28th, so we're going to assume – that Trey Lance is playing. Then they play the, the Lions again, this time in Detroit. And it's like, again, meh. Um, then they play the Steelers. Again, it, that's a meh game. Um, you can argue for those, again, who's going to say like, oh, like the Steelers deserve, deserve you know, their, their due credit. They went 11-0. Okay, then, so then that's not an easy game. Like <laughs> the, if your argument is that the Steelers are that good, then that proves my point that the Steelers are, it's not an easy game. You know what I mean? Um, then December 20th, you play the bears. I bet Justin Fields is starting by that time. You got Justin Fields, a new quarterback and a great defense. Then you got the Rams with Matt Stafford. Um, then you got, guess what? The Packers again. And then you finish off the season with the bears like that. Every that single, every single week, you're playing a great quarterback or a great defense. Every yeah. single week, like there is never an easy week in this schedule, except for one can argue the when they play the Lions. That's and and if you're not playing a great quarterback or a great defense, guess what? You're playing a combination of both. Cardinals, great quarterback, good defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Ravens, great quarterback, great defense. And it's just not an easy, it's not an easy road. No, not at all. I kind of overlooked that one. That's, that's a really good take. And I agree. Um, You know, not that I don't think he's good at that good anyway. I think he's very, you know, average, maybe a little more than average, not too much though. You know, Kirk Cousins is getting up there in age. Um, I think they have a good run. They obviously have a good run game, but I mean, you're right. They're either playing a really good defense or really good quarterback. So they're either going to, have their work cut out for them to actually get the run game going or can Kirk cousins get in a shootout and win a shootout, yeah. you know, but I didn't even look that look overlook the whole entire schedule for them. You know, like we said, when we were putting our records together, I didn't have them doing too well. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but no, I get that. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on how to, to go about this. Um, I guess I'll just go because, you know, I can touch on this later. If I had to really say tough schedule, I'm going to stay right there kind of with you. I also uh, I also take into effect – I don't really look at last year necessarily. I look at what's ahead mm-hmm. if I'm looking at who's faces the toughest road and what you're working with. Yeah. You know, because you could have – because a tough – so an identical schedule for the Texans – and the Chiefs, those are two different ball games. Like that's a tough ass schedule for the Texans, not as much the Chiefs. Like I mean, just yeah. out of obvious mm-hmm. superiority. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and actually stay in the division, but I'm actually gonna stretch over. I'm gonna say that the Bears have a very tough road. Mm-hmm. I mean, they from what we're hearing, they have every intention of starting the season with Andy Dalton. Yeah, I like Andy Dalton. Don't get me wrong, but when you have green Bay in your division, you have tough teams all through that conference. At some point you got to be like, okay, well, we need to, we need to catch gear. We need to get going. Um, you know, the bears got to play the pack twice, throw it right out there. Assuming Aaron Rodgers doesn't go anywhere and he actually plays. Obviously that's, that's tough. You got to play the pack twice. Um, they also got the defending Super Bowl champions, the bucks just in the mix of throwing in an extra team, you know, cause they have the mathematic formula of playing, you know, two divisions and then their division and so on and so whatever. So they got the Bucks. They got to play the AFC North. You already, you know, the, you touched on it with the Vikings. They're going to have to play Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Yep. Not easy at all. And since he, since he is tough, since he's good, you know, they're they going to be okay. They got a great offense, dude. And they're going to be able to put up mad points on that board. And then just to make matters worse, I think the best division of football, they got to play the whole NFC West. You know, it's, that's a scary, that's a scary walk in the park for Andy Dalton. And it's an even scarier walk in the park for rookie quarterback, Justin Fields in that kind of system. Um, you know, we've talked about it. I, I wasn't crazy. I mean, it was a great move for Chicago. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't crazy about the Fields fit to Chicago. It really wasn't. I think that's not his best fit, but you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the bears really are going to struggle you know, I, like I said, we'll touch on it here when we get going, but yeah, yeah. I don't have them doing too much. No, I, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting that our, this is one of those interesting times where TJ and I inadvertently like agree about similar things, you know what I mean? And while we were, we were actually talking while I was doing my um, schedule predictor um, and he's like, yeah, man, I have, I don't have that happening either. You know what I mean? Um, so you guys are witnessing history right now. For those of you guys, um, 
listening, watching right now live, um, I'll go ahead and, and uh, show you, or not show you, but we'll tell you about this. So uh, if you Google 2021 NFL playoff predictor, they have a formula where it shows the whole schedule all 18 weeks and you just go week by week picking winners and mathematically it sorts it all for you. Division record, conference record, tiebreakers, you know, and just puts it all together. And then you just, it's kind of cool. It's, it's fun. Like the way to kill 20, 30 minutes, you know, you're bored at work or you're sitting at home doing something like that. It's just a way to kill some time. And then just interesting to see how it came up with. So that's, that's kind of how we came up with tonight. Our predictor. Yeah. How many times are you bored at work? If my boss is listening, never. <laughs> um, well, I mean, let's transition. Let's talk about the schedule, man. Um, okay. So let's just go by division, division by division. We'll start with the AFC North and we'll talk about their record and why. So I don't mind going first. Um, okay. Ravens, 12 and four. Browns, 10 and five. Steelers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That mathematically is off. Are you missing some games there? No, man. I'm in the – no, there's still 16 games. There's 17. Did I skip a week? You might have. Oh, God. You go. You go. I'll figure this okay, out. Okay, I'll go, I'll go that way. You can kind of fill in. All right, there we go. Okay. Um, so, for my – so, AFC North, we'll stay there. Um, so, my division champion, I actually have the Ravens division champions at 12 and 5, um, virtue of the head-to-head – tiebreaker because i also have cleveland finishing 12 and 5 um another one that i kind of talked about they're not talked about uh one of the teams on my list of hardest schedule was the steelers um they got to play their own division as well uh you know six times and then they have the chiefs the bills and the packers on their schedule so it's not going to be easy i also don't think they did a whole lot to get better i loved the Najee harris pick other than that i didn't really care for what they did this offseason um, so I actually have the Steelers finishing third at eight and nine. Um, Cincy, not too far off. I have them finishing seven and 10 at the back end of their division. Um, so obviously by virtue of records and stuff, uh, I have Baltimore and Cleveland in the playoffs, Baltimore winning the division, Cleveland being the five seed, um, and then Pittsburgh and Cincy uh, missing out on the playoffs, Pittsburgh not returning. Um, last year, this division fielded three teams in the playoffs um, with two of them winning a the game. Uh, so that was, you know, you know, same same story from last year, but a little different. Sam, you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I very quickly found it. Um, so it's funny because, again, our numbers are very similar. So Ravens 13 and four rather than 12 and five. Okay. Browns 10 and six. Um you had the Steelers eight and nine. I have the Steelers nine and eight um, and Bengals seven and 10. Um, very similar reasons. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be, man, I don't know. I think the Ravens are just going to come out swinging. I, I really think that they have a lot to prove this season. And I, and after last year, we weren't impressed. And I think this year they're going to prove a lot of doubters wrong. And I would say the same thing for the Browns. I think this is, this has to be Baker's year to step up, dude. It like, he, ha- he hasn't been bad and he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been, um, you know, he just, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is with Baker. He has a great supporting cast and I think it's time to step up. And I think this year we'll see a drastic step up from him. Um, 
and I don't mean drastic as like he'll be an MVP candidate or anything like that, but he might. He'll take the next step. Yeah, he might be like a. I I, I wouldn't I I wouldn't say it's far fetched to say like Baker would finish as a top five fantasy quarterback. I don't think I don't think it's that far fetched. Um, but I could also I I we see two sides of Baker. He's either good, not great, or he's good, not bad. So I I think it's time for him to be great and to be a top five fantasy quarterback. Well, the nice thing about his system is, you know, Stefanski likes to run the ball. So, I mean, it really, it doesn't have to rely on him, but when it comes to the moments, you know, and he's had the moments here and there, he he really has. Um, But sometimes we see him struggle a little bit, you know, I think he's kind of had a tough start. He's played for three different head coaches. I mean, starting in Cleveland uh, as much as it, you know, nobody really wants to do that, but he's done, he's done it. You know, he's got a good record that better record than they've had. And who knows how long, um, Look, man, you need to be able to step up and just start ripping like, you know, like his Oklahoma days where he's throwing yeah. for three, 400 yards and you're, you're preaching, going. you're preaching to the choir, dude, you're preaching to the choir because I'm a Ryan Tannehill fan and Ryan Tannehill got cursed with, with Adam Gase for so many years and, and every year it was a different coach. And I, trust me, I get it. I totally get it. And so I just, I think it'll be really interesting to see, I guess, what, what the future looks like for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. Um, do you want me to do AFC South or you? Um, I'll do AFC or go ahead. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'll finish up. <laughs> uh, well, you guys are going to like mine a lot more than you're going to like TJ's. Um, Titans go seven and 10. I don't have the AFC South having a winning record. I'll say that Titans go seven and 10 Jaguars go five and 12. The Colts also go five and 12 and the Texans go four and 13. Part of the reason I don't think that I, I think the Texans will get a couple flukes, but I can very well see them not winning a whole lot of games. And part of the reason is because I think they're, I think we all are in agreement. We don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play this year. Um, he will not put on a Texas Texans uniform. And so because of that, I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't really see it. I don't really see it happening. I think there'll be flukes. There's always flukes. Um, and I think those flukes are going to come from the Colts just because I don't think Carson Wentz is going to do them any favors. I could be completely wrong. Carson Wentz could be an MVP caliber quarterback or he could get hurt again and never play football. I have no idea. Well, I mean, I think the only thing we have in common there is the fact that I don't have anybody in the AFC South with a winning record either, but not as drastic as Sam has it. Um, Define uh, drastic. I actually don't have the Texans winning a game. I mean, the book is closed. The door is shut. Deshaun Watson is not playing another game for the Houston Texans. He's not. And they are so bad. Outside of Watson, they are so bad. Will Fuller's gone. J.J. Watt is gone. They are just bad. The coaching, who I don't even know who the hell the coach is. That was the most random coaching hire. It's just, it's so bad in Houston. It's not even funny. Like, it's not Wait, even funny to laugh at. It's so bad. Let's pause real quick. Who had the worst coaching hire? The Texans or the Eagles? Oh, my God. That guy. <laughs> at least the Texans coach could kind of work himself through an interview because that dude, <laughs> oh Ronnie, we'll get into that here. In a <laughs> um, I, okay, so I, in my predictor, I don't have the Texans winning the game. I think they're going to get one somewhere in a fluky kind of way. 
Um, but I'm not going to pick it because I, I really can't see where. Um, I actually have Tennessee taking a huge step back from last year. Um, kind of hurting from losing Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith did great with that offense. They lose Arthur Smith. Outside of A.J. Brown, I'm not really high on any of their receivers. You know, their O-line is still kind of in question. And at some point, Derrick Henry is going to get slowed down. It's going to happen sooner or later. You know, he's going to start getting hit. He's going to start taking knocks. It's that's just it's going to happen. Um, so I have Tennessee finishing seven and ten. Uh, second in the division, I have Jacksonville making a huge jump. I really I, I'm a believer of Urban Meyer and what they've done, what they kind of already had in place, and then just kind of adding to it. I have them at eight and nine, narrowly missing a playoff spot. Um, but ultimately I have the Colts winning the division at eight and nine. They obviously get the, uh, tiebreaker over the Jags through, uh, I think it's their conference record is what the, the math, the scheme came up with. Um, I'm not a wins believer, never have been, uh, but they have a great run game. They have a great O line. So I think he's not going to be MVP caliber, but he's going to do enough. You know, he can, he's going to be all right. Defense isn't too bad. What they're gonna they're gonna really benefit from a weak ish division. But uh, yeah, so the Colts are my four seed at that point at a, with an eight and nine record. Well, yeah. All right, man. We'll take us away with the AFC East. Let's hear this. AFC East. This one was interesting. This one's tough. Um, I have the Jets at the bottom, going three and fourteen. I have them picking top five again. Uh, I think I, I like I like Robert Sala. I really do. I just think it's going to take a year to get some kicks in, kind of get going. I don't think they're going to be great. I think they're going to struggle, but it's all part of the process, you know, just give them time. Uh, so I have them going three and 14. My third place division uh, in the division, narrowly missing a playoff spot is Miami at nine and eight. Um, we, we say it all the time, so I'm not going to even just get into it just because we get carried away. I just I think they're gonna run into QB issues. I like their roster. I just I just think he's gonna they're gonna run into too many problems with two are just not being able to, to get it done. Uh my last wild card and second in the east is the Patriots at 10 and 7. I think uh, I mean you can't deny Bill Belichick. Don't look at me like that. You can't really deny Bill Belichick. I don't, I'm not hundred percent confident of when Mac Jones, if he comes in this year. Um you know, I'm a believer of year number two under Belichick with Cam. I think Cam's gonna have. I think Cam's gonna have a pretty good year. I really do. Um, I liked the Hunter Henry signing, Johnny Smith. Did they sign great guys? No, but they beefed up the receiving core a little bit. I think the Patriots are gonna be solid. So I have them at ten and seven, um, second in the division, and then at the top I have the Bills going fourteen and three, uh, right back to where they were last year. You know, just rolling right along. I mean, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, great QB wide receiver duo, a defensive minded coach, adding an edge rusher in the first round, kind of trying to beef that up. Uh, they signed Emmanuel Sanders to add to the to the to Stephon Diggs. So I like, you know, I like that. Yeah. Bills yeah. winning the division at 14 and three. Yeah. Um, disagree with some points there. One so I just for our listeners on the podcast, Sam gave me this look like 
I was on crack in some in some of the reactions. So take it away, I Sam. Mean, I mean, <laughs> yikes, dude. Uh, well, so I agree with the Dolphins. You had them eight and nine or nine and eight? Nine and eight, nine and eight. So I agree with the Dolphins, and here's why. I think Brian Flores in that defense can carry them to so many wins. Absolutely. Like, I don't Love think – Brian I, Flores. Yeah. And, and if Brian Flores and, and the defense doesn't do it, then Jalen Waddle will. Like, I don't think it's <laughs> going to be as much to it as it is going to be Jalen Waddle. Um, so I guess I'll go bottom up like you did. Um, at the bottom of that division, I have the Patriots going 5-12. and 12. I have the Jets going eight and nine. I have the Jets going eight and nine. Yep. I would love to see <laughs> your your week by week schedule of your of the Jets winning eight ball games because oh my god, the Jets. We've talked about this. The Jets have added so many weapons to their offense, and they have yeah, but not so. Like but but here's the thing. Weapons. <laughs> but they. But I'm. But here's the thing. They have literally like six months to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like as an offense. And, and it, so here's the thing is that like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a believer in Zach Wilson, but for Robert Sala, when you, we talked about this in the draft, like recap, and I broke down the jets. When you have that long for an offense to grow and it leaves, it gives the head coach the opportunity to focus on what his specialty is and that being defense. You know what I mean? Um, so I think we're going to see some really interesting moves from the Jets. Um, I, I have them going eight and nine. They're not going to be a playoff team. They're not going to be anything like that, but they're going to be middle of the pack. I think they're going to be somebody, just for somebody who picked Zach Wilson to the Jets in like every negative category our first episode. <laughs> and then you have him winning eight games. <laughs> look, man, look. I said the same thing. It's not going to be Zach Wilson carrying. It's not going to be Zach Wilson carrying the Jets. It's going to be Michael Carter and uh, Michael Carter and Elijah Moore, dude. All right. Somebody's got to get Elijah Moore the ball. (laughs) I literally hate you and I hope you die. Um, Then I have the Dolphins going 10 and seven. Um, Very similar record and very similar reasons. I don't see. I just don't see Tua locking it up. I think Robert Sala is going to just carry it. I'm sorry, Robert Sala, Brian Flores. Yeah. Brian Flores in that defense. It's a great defense. They have two of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. They have one of the best D lines. It's just like, forget about it, dude. Um, The bills. I have 14 and three, just like you. I think the bills weak point of course is going to be the running back core this year. Devin Singletary and um, Zach Moss have to freaking step up. I I traded both of them away in fantasy football and I am not regretting it because you and I talked about it. Like there's a risk that they're going to bring in somebody else like Todd Gurley or something. Mm-hmm. I also think Todd Gurley gets signed to the dolphins. Hot take Todd Gurley could possibly solve sign to the dolphins here shortly. You heard it here first folks. Okay. So Sam pull up your bill schedule. Okay. Who do you have them losing to this is, here? Let's test our friendship. Who do you Ooh. have them losing to three games? Uh, Chiefs, Buccaneers, and one to the Patriots. Okay. So I have two of those three. I actually have them getting the Chiefs. I actually have them beating the Chiefs. Um, I have a little bit of an upset. I have the Saints beating them in New mm-hmm. Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's fair. I mean, but it's the yeah. same reason why I had the Patriots beating them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a it's div- Foxborough later in the season. Yeah. Division rival, Mac Jones. 
Uh, yeah. Same reason. That's fun. Look, best friends. 14 <laughs> years, 15 years, whatever it is. Good who, friends. Who would have thought, huh? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not, who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Huh? Who, would, who, would, who would think we'd be sitting here on a Tuesday night drinking drinking together, huh? Oh, no, not us, not me. <laughs> Talking football, dude. What do I know? Um, okay. Take it away, AFC oh, West. God, I love the AFC West this year. Come on. Are you kidding me? Chargers. If you have more than two teams making this playoffs, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna quit. Chargers to the moon. Chargers 17-0, baby. Um, no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Um, Chiefs 16 and one. I have their one loss to, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I have their one loss to the Chargers. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I didn't notice that until I clicked on it. Yeah, uh, I have the Chiefs one loss to the Chargers. Why? <laughs> because Chargers to the moon. Um, if you're a betting man, you bet on the Chargers. So Chiefs, 16-1, their one loss to a division rival, the Chargers, who, might I add, their rookie quarterback came in five minutes before the start of the game, got told he was starting, and kept up with the Chiefs until the very last drive. And this was a healthy Chiefs team. This was a great defense. You have Derwin. Week two, right? It was like, yeah, it was like week two. One of my favorite games to watch, dude. I love that, that was a good game. game. Yeah. I, I just had it on coincidentally, and then I heard Justin Herbert was starting, and I grabbed my beer, and I sat down. I was like, I am watching Justin Herbert's first start. And he trucked that dude, and Austin Eckler was like, oh, my God, you good? And he's like, hell, yeah, I'm good. But you could see he was walking a little dizzy. You were like, oh, Justin Herbert just killed a man. Um, what, kind of beer? what kind of beer were you drinking? I don't know, dude. Probably a apple cider because because I don't because I'm not a strong man. <laughs> um, um, Chargers thirteen and four. Um, dude, I'm telling you, man. We talked about this. All the Chargers did was add weapons this season in their offensive line. They added like three Pro Bowlers and. Um, and drafted uh, Rashawn Slater. Like, come on, dude. Um, yeah. You're giving Justin Herbert another year with a better offensive line. Get out of here. And you're, that defense is already – the defense isn't bad. The defense wasn't bad last year. What was really bad was the coaching. The coaching was terrible. Yeah. The co- Anthony Lynn did not do them any favors. Um, but now you're adding Derwin James again. Hopefully he won't have a season-ending injury for the fifth year in a row. Um, we've only seen Derwin James take the field like four times in five years. Um, but Derwin James is a beast. So, and then you also draft Asante Samuel Jr. Dude, I'm telling you that defense is going to be really, really good. They have a young oh, defense. Up. Solid. Yeah. So I, I'm, I charge us to the moon guys, 13 and four, um, Broncos seven and 10, a surprising seven and 10. Um, but I don't think Teddy, I think Teddy Bridgewater will help. And these numbers drastically change if they add Aaron Rodgers. But right now I think Teddy Bridgewater will help. Um, I, I don't think Drew, I, I, the honest truth is I don't think we're going to see Drew Locke on the field and for the Broncos. I, and I hope we don't, I, I, I don't know. Raiders two and 15 dude, the Raiders are going to, yeah, the Raiders are going to have quarterback issues this year. I think they're going to be figuring out if they want to start Derek Carr or if they want to start Marcus Mariota. I think 
I, they don't have an easy schedule. Their division's tough. They don't have a great defense. There's a whole lot of like, the Raiders have so many holes to fill. And, and I just think, I think John Gruden is on the edge of losing his job after this year. Like if with the Raiders, just because I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think they're, I don't think they're anything to huff about. They're the second to worst team I have right now. The Raiders. Gotcha. Yeah. See, they could go in 17. John Gruden goes in his job. They love <laughs> that's like, that's just real. I mean, let's be honest. Um, <clears throat> so actually like I have, go the Raiders going. I have them. Huh? They go. Oh, 17. He still doesn't lose his job. He doesn't. He won't. <laughs> um, I have them going six and 11. I have the Raiders at the bottom of the division. I'm going six and 11 picking ninth overall. You know, that's, that's how they laid out. Um, didn't really like what they did in their draft. I liked, I liked, I thought that Trevon, the Trevon Merrick pick was, uh, I thought it was a very good value pick. Um, but I just, I think they have bigger needs, but you know, whatever. Uh, the Broncos, I have the Broncos going eight and nine. And like Sam kind of said, this obviously changes if they get Aaron Rodgers. So we're doing, we're doing this playoff predictor, the schedule predictor. Now we're going to do one right before the season starts. Because, I mean, a lot of this can change if Rodgers gets traded, where Watson might go, you know, different, just different things like that. So we're going to do another one as well. Um, uh, playoff team, second in the division. I have the Chargers going 11 and six. Um, I do like what they did in the draft. I loved the Corey Lindsley signing. Herbert, I think, is going to be as advertised again in year two. So I'm really um, high on that. The Chiefs, I have going 15 and two. Uh, I have them actually, I think I have, yeah, I have the Raiders getting them once in Vegas, kind of a fluky upset pick. And then as we discussed a little while ago, um, them losing to, uh, Buffalo. Um, so, Oh, you mean the Chargers? Uh, no. You know, the Chargers don't beat the, the Chiefs? No, not in, not in mine. Inter- interesting. And yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, so on the ASC side, the chiefs are my one seed at that point, um, from top from one to seven, the chiefs, I have at 15 and two, the bills, I have 14 and three, um, the Ravens 12 and five, the Colts eight and nine, uh, jumping to the wild card team that the Browns going 12 and five the chargers going 11 and six and the Patriots going 10 and seven. So on my initial schedule predictor, those are my seven playoff teams, um, division champions and wild card. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go through mine. Um, my, the number one team in the, in the AFC for me is going to be the chiefs at 16 and one. Number two is going to be the bills 14 and three, three is going to be the Ravens at 13 and four. Then you have the division winner, the Titans at seven and 10 at the four, they would play the chargers 13 and four chargers would work that game. Um, then from the from that you have the Browns 10 and 6 and the Dolphins 10 and 7. So really the only I mean the only team that I don't have that's above 10 games in the AFC or that's 10 games or up is the Titans. Yeah. Colts are mine. So in the South. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it, the reason why the South, um, because I kind of had them, the South, I think I think is going to struggle is um just their schedule they got to play the nfc west they got to play the afc east tough divisions um i think they're going to kind of beat up on each other so i really just don't think their win total is going to go too high yeah pretty pretty common across the board yeah 
Um, NFC North, dude. Um, I have the Packers going 11 and six. I have the Vikings going six and 11. I have the Lions going six and 11. And I have the Bears. Did I forget a game with the Bears? Son of a gun. What? What in the heck am I doing? There it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have the Bears going, um, the Bears going uh, five and 12. Yeah, kind of not similar. A, not a whole lot there. Tough schedule NFC North has, um, but with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay coming off of, of an MP, MVP season, I like Amari Rodgers. So I think we'll. I think oh we'll yeah, I love that. Um, me and the NFC North, I had the I actually had the Vikings going four and thirteen um, at the bottom of the division. Uh, the Lions third in the division at five and twelve. Uh, the Bears right above them at six and eleven. One more win, and then just you know, kind of running away with the division. Packers. I have the Packers going twelve and five. Um, now be nabbing the three seed in my playoff predictor. So that's that's me on the north side. Um, I'll jump over to the south now, Sam. South, a little more interesting, a little more fun to talk about. Uh, as much as I like what they've done this offseason, what I like in the draft, I think they still need about a year. Um, I also just think that they're in a tough division, a little bit of a tough schedule itself. Um, so I have, I have Carolina going five and 12. Um, I have Atlanta making a little bit of a jump from last year, going seven and 10. Um, my seventh seed in the playoffs, uh, maybe a little surprising, but I don't think so as much. I have the Saints going 11 and six and uh, division champions, defending Super Bowl champions. I have the Bucks going 13 and four. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to hate me. Um, Bucks going 16 and one. Um, I mean, look, they're, they figured it out. They have the recipe for success and it's the same exact team, 16 and one. Their one loss, however, is to the Rams. Um, that's that's the interesting one for me. Um, I have the Saints going nine and eight. I have the Panthers going eight and nine. Um, I had the Panthers on kind of a hot streak, a winning hot streak starting off the season. Um, they granted they do have some easier games. I mean, they open up to the Jets, the new age Jets. So, um, but I think I like Sam Darnold. I like Terrace Marshall. They have a great wide receiver core. They have they have J.C. Horn. They have an okay defense. Um, and then they have Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think, I, I think them, I don't know. I don't want to say edging their way into the playoffs is possible, but I think they'll, I think, I think they will be like a nine or I think they're going to be a middle of the pack team. Um, Falcons going six and 11. Um, that's an interesting one, but I, I don't know. I don't, the Falcons haven't done anything on defense to show that they're good. Yeah. That's the hard part about the Falcons is their offense is flashy and looks great, but yeah. Their problem was they couldn't finish games last year and defense couldn't put games away. Yeah. Um, NFC East, um, Cowboys 12 and five, um, Washington 10 and seven, um, the Eagles two and 15 and the Giants one and 16. I, I'm with you. No, I really am. You're going to hear mine. You're going like, to be right there. It, the Eagles head coach is a joke. He can't figure out his quarterback situation. The defense is losing it. The Giants, their saving grace is going to be, I really don't want to, as crazy as it sounds, I don't want to see the Giants flop like that. I think the Giants 
Danny Jones and Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay, I think they're great. I think that's a great trio of guys. I really do. Um, I don't hate Danny, Danny Jones, but I don't like him. Um, but I think Saquon Barkley is going to open, open him up a little bit more for Kenny Galladay. Um, so I think you're going to see his numbers increase. Um, but I think realistically, the reason I did one in 16 is because that defense and, and the coaching staff, Joe judge, it's just like, Oh God, it's, it's just not good. It, the giants organization is just not good. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Cause I mean, I, I honestly have the giants finishing three and 14, um, yeah, they were kind of in the thick of the division last year. I mean, but it was at six and 10. And I don't really think that they uh, did a whole lot to get better. Like we talked about in uh, two episodes ago, I don't think they needed Kadarius Tony. So I really don't think he's going to make them a whole lot better. Um, I have the Eagles going another three and 14. Uh, I don't like the coaching staff isn't great. They're not, they didn't do anything to get better. Miles Sanders can't really stay healthy. Jalen Hurts kind of started showing some struggles at the end of the year. You know, just nothing, nothing there for me in the Eagles. Um, I have Washington going eight and nine, narrowly missing a playoff spot. Um, I do have Dallas winning the division at 10 and seven, uh, you know, being the four seed. Uh, I think the I think the Cowboys are really going to benefit from the division kind of being weak. I know Washington's defense is tough and I like their, I really do think they have a good defense but uh their quarterback situation is just a little too much in question for me um and then the eagles and giants they're just in bad situations and between coaches signings and draft i just don't think they made the situations any better so i think you're really gonna see um them suffer from that yeah yeah um jumping to the west this one's actually kind of fun for me this one was I mean, because this, I think this is going to be great. I think this is the best division of football. I was talking to Jake before this episode. He thought I was crazy and just for saying this, but I really think you're going to actually see struggles finally. And I think you're going to see, I have, I have the Seahawks at the bottom of the division going six and 11. I mean, I just, I love Russell Wilson. I really do. I can't stand Pete Carroll, but I, I you know, you got to respect the guy, but I just, I think you're really going to see some downfall this year at the Hawks. Um, the third in the division, sixth in the playoffs. I actually have Arizona going 13 and four. I have Arizona really playing well. I think they benefited from kind of a favorable schedule. Um, I actually, out of their four losses, I have three of them being just within the division. Um, so I have Arizona at 13 and four, uh, second in the division in the five seed. I have the Rams going 14 and three. Uh, I I'm, I'm kind of on the hype train. I really think you're going to see Stafford just light it up with McVay. I love the system. Um, he doesn't have heavy hitters in his receiving core, but I mean, you have a deep threat like Deshaun Jackson, Cooper cup. I really love what they got going on. Cam Akers really came out played a lot played really well last year i still love the defense aaron donald jalen ramsey um so i think the rams are going to be right there at the top um the division winner at 14 and 3 as well i have the niners um i think i kind of with you i think trey lance is going to take over sooner rather than later i think jimmy g is gonna coast through they're gonna win games 
but at one point you're just going to see something and it's going to be it's it's time for a change because Jimmy's hit his ceiling, but Lance can take us further. And so mm-hmm. I think you're going to see that sooner rather than later. Um, and I think you're going to see the Niners really just really show how elite they are with a healthy Bosa. Um, was it Eric Armstead was the one that went down was yeah. on the other side? I think yeah, it was. Probably. Yeah. I mean, him. everybody on that team died. Every, so. Yeah. Everybody. Seriously. I mean, that's the best way to put everybody. Um, once when they get healthy, they're just, they're good. Kyle Shanahan. He's going to, he's going to have some fun this year. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting numbers there. I'm not going to lie, but I, I had something very similar. Um, Seahawks five and 12. I don't have the Seahawks winning a division game. Oh, okay. I have two. I look, I don't have them winning a division game. I look at this defense and I think the same thing you do, dude. I look at it and I'm like, dude, they're, it's incredible. It's, it's a great, like, this is probably one of the best divisions in, in football other than the AFC West with the chiefs and chargers. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, you could say, I mean, I don't know. Who would you say the best division in the AFC is? The best division in the AFC is the North. Because of the Ravens and Browns? And the Steelers? I Dude, that 11-0 season was a fluke. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, oh, I, no, like, I, I, I'm, I agree, but I, I still you think I that still You think, think the Steelers – you think the Steelers are better than the Broncos slash Raiders? Because I view yes. the Chiefs – Chiefs right now, run. yes. Yeah, right now, I, yes. Okay, I view the Chiefs, Ravens similarly, and I view the the Chargers, Browns similarly. So therefore, your your dividing factor is who the third best team is. I would take yes, my thirds. I would take the Steelers over the Broncos, and then my fourth, I would take the Bengals over the Raiders. Uh, yes, sure. I, that's yeah, that's fair. I like. I get that. I just think I guess the level of talent from the Chiefs and Chargers for me is way better than anyone on the AFC North. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Anyway, so NFC West, I have the Seahawks five and twelve, not winning a division game. I have the Cardinals going ten and seven. Cardinals great defense. Kyler Murray added some running back depth. A lot of people aren't high on James Conner. I actually kind of am. Um, part of the Words. reason I'm- Rondale Moore. Uh, Ron, adding Rondell Moore is awesome. <laughs> I loved that pick. I yeah, love it. adding adding Rondell Moore is awesome. Um, but not only what they did with Rondell Moore, but like everything they did in the draft was awesome. Um, I don't know why we didn't grade them, but they did really well. But again, they added James Conner. They still have Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is listed as the number one back. I actually think James Conner will take over that team. Oh yeah, here in three, four weeks. You know what I mean? It'll be a cool system because James Conner's. You know, he's he's the runner. You'll see Edmonds out of the pass game a lot. It'll yeah. be a, it'll be a really cool fit. Yeah, I I I'm in fantasy football. I'm trying to trade away James Conner. I just got him, but I also internally I'm like he might do really well. Um, I have the 49ers going 14 and three, very similar reasons, right? Trey Lance is going to step in every, I mean, everything TJ said, 14 and three 49ers, um, the Rams 15 and two, um, the Rams defense is phenomenal. And Darius Williams on the other side of Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, um, for those who didn't watch hard knocks, he actually started to do really well in hard knocks and I liked him in hard knocks. And so I'm so happy to see him develop into that great number two because he reads plays so freaking well. And not only that, but he's so athletic. My favorite play that he had last season 
was he read a bubble screen from the Seahawks. I think it was DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett just stopped on a bubble screen. He broke through two defenders, two of the blockers and slid right in, got the pick and just took it to the house. That was it's the like, playoff game, right? Dude, it's it's one of those things. It's like, dude, like, yeah, that was the playoff cannot, game. That was huge. You cannot teach that kind of stuff, dude. Like Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey are gonna be insane together. Um, yeah. So I love that. I love that. Okay, so we have a common one again: the Niners. Yeah. I already know that we are gonna have one incorrect. Who do you have them losing to? Three games. Vikings, Colts, Rams. Vikings because so we literally which which Rams matchup? <laughs> Rams week ten in in that's the only one we have common then. Yeah, um, Vikings just because again it's one of those things like I think it's gonna be a fluke, but I, you know, Justin Jefferson they. Justin Jefferson can torch those guys. Kirk Cousins could have a game and Dalvin Cook could have a game. I mean, this would be kind of where we might see Trey Lance in his fourth start. You know what I mean? Maybe it's going to be coming off of that bye week six where we see Trey Lance start. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a bad time to start him. Um, and that's part of the reason why I have the Colts winning that week is because if Trey Lance comes out, he's a like that's it's I, I did strategically. If the 49ers start Trey Lance in week seven, they're going to lose to the Colts because it's going to be Trey Lance's first game. It's going to be, it's going to be rough and it's going to be versus a good defense. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I thought about it. Trust me. Like, I, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I had them losing the green Bay in week three, the Rams in week 10. And then I had a little bit of an upset pick, uh, losing in Seattle in week 13. Those yeah. are those three losses for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, oh, go ahead. It's interesting, dude. This season's going to be interesting. So, going off of NFC, my one seed, I have the Niners at 14 and three. My two seed, I have Tampa Bay at 13 and four. Uh, three seed is Green Bay at 12 and five. My fourth seed is the Cowboys at 10 and seven. Uh, my fifth seed is the Rams at 14 and three. My sixth seed is the Cardinals at 13 and four. And my seven is New Orleans at 11 and six. So my one, my one is Buccaneers at 16 and one. My two is the Rams at 15 and two. My three is the Cowboys at 12 and five. My four is the Packers at 11 and six. My five is the 49ers at 14 and three. My six is Washington at 10 and seven. And my seven is the Cardinals at 10 and seven. So I think the NFC, this is what I will say, though. The NFC does have a little bit of an easier matchup, so you're going to see a lot more wins from them um, in comparison to the AFC. The AFCs have a lot of talent now, and a lot of them come from two talented teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, running that division, basically, kind of stuff. Um, but that concludes the episode, episode five, for the schedule predictor. TJ, am I missing anything? I don't think I am. We're sporty and we're under 40. We're sporty. We're under 40. We didn't do it under 40. Yeah. Well, we didn't do it under 40 this time frame. Um, this was a fun episode though. We interrupted each other. We laughed a lot. We made jokes. Um, we also talked news. Um, if you guys don't know this, there is a Twitter sporty under four zero and there is an Instagram sporty under 40. 
Um, we also do the shows live on Twitch at Sam Manwich. So make sure you drop a follow if you ever want to watch some of the stuff live, chat with us as this stuff is going on. Um, TJ, any closing remarks, remarks for me, man? Kind of, all, you know, hit us up on the social medias. Uh, like I said, I gave you that playoff predictor website. Fill one out, you know, throw some, throw some uh, predictions you had at us, maybe some things that you disagreed with, agreed with. Um, ideas for shows upcoming uh you know different things like that just stay tuned always if you like the stuff that we talk about you don't like the stuff we talk about let us know and um everybody have a great week and we'll be back here next tuesday yeah man thanks for listening thanks for watching guys